Welcome to the suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And this, this is, is Suburban, Suburban Podcast. Podcast. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. All right. Have fun and enjoy. Let's get to it. So, I guess we are recording or something like that. <laughs> you guess. How are you, Kim? I am well. Mm. How's the new job going? It's actually going. It's going okay. It's, it's going okay. I felt like you changed <laughs> your answer. <laughs> no, it's going good. It's just, you know, a lot to learn in the beginning stages. I feel you. So, I missed all the crazy things that's going on right now. <laughs> uh, what do you want to talk about today? Um. Well, I think we should just go with how you got it laid out. Let's, we can start with Kids See Ghosts and Kid Cuddy. Okay. Uh. How you feel about it? I think that it really takes me back. Like, it does make me feel like I'm, I guess, 21, the 22 again. again. No, it's like the, let's, let's go with manic. <laughs> like, where you, you're feeling the euphoric, like, feeling of it. It's not the depths of mm-hmm. depression. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the relatability excitement. Right. And... Like in my head, I've been trying to not say it, but it's kind of like this is like the two nutty nigga album. <laughs> two nutty ass niggas making a fucking album. <laughs> Basically, like it. It's refreshing though. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous, like, because I was like, "Man, this is Cuddy's first album after his breakdown." Yeah. Because even that other one was recorded in the midst of it, and it was kind of, huh. Now, somebody did make the point of Cuddy does need somebody to produce his ideas and to guide him in the right way because he's so experimental that sometimes that can get lost on the average listener, mm-hmm. which does make sense. Mm-hmm. But I love it so far. Like, Kanye sounds actually really good on it and the production is dope it's almost like uh, it's almost Man on the Moon 1 ish but it has a little bit of like the the nicer parts of Man on the Moon 2 mm. like not the you know Man on the Moon 2 the way that ends make you almost want to yeah, <laughs> that's a, uh, easily a mood album. Yes, I feel like that's about all the Cuddy stuff, though. It's yeah. real. It's it's all vibey. It's a certain it's a certain mood. Definitely, 
And I also think that um, it's like all the other stuff he's worked with Kanye on, like most notably 808s and Heartbreak, which is just as much Cuddy's album as it is Kanye's. They work really well together. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that can't be easy because they're both so... They're kind of opposite, but they meet in the middle, and the middle is where they the, relate. Yeah, like I can't foresee them actually having conversations. Like I don't know what a, a Kanye and Cuddy conversation would be like. Not without an argument, right? But I think that's where sometimes you get the best stuff in the in the struggle, if that makes sense. This is true, but. Yeah, I I can't wait for Nas's album. I'm ready for Tiana Taylor's album. Definitely, too. yeah. And wait, which one comes out this weekend? I think Nas. Wait, no, no, no. I think it's Tiana, and then Nas is next week. If I'm not mistaken. Why did I think Tiana's was supposed to be earlier? It probably is Tiana's. Because I, 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 I felt like she was playing parts of her album this past weekend. She this was. This past weekend was Kanye's birthday party. Yeah, and she was playing some stuff, wasn't she? I don't know. I just I remember seeing them all at the party. But I don't know. Kanye West is 41 years old. I know. That's weird to think about. I know. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, but I mean, I guess we all we all are aging still. But I will say about Kanye's album, it's it's kind of hit or miss. But the high points are very high. Why like, do you say it's hit or miss? Like it's not fully realized. You can like they did say that he changed a lot of his album mm-hmm. after the TMZ thing. Yeah. Apparently he scrapped his album. Yeah, that's what Charlamagne was saying. He was like, that's every every track that they play when it dropped because they play like snippets mm-hmm. on their show. And he was like, that's not what I heard. Yeah, like apparently whatever he didn't fully put out was like the old classic Kanye that's over the top and everything. Like, you can tell he mumbles on some stuff on his album, but, like, Ghost Town is so amazing. Ghost Town is, like, it's almost like all of the lights, except for very, like, scrapped down and rough. But that's what, but, yeah, but that's, all of the lights is actually very dark, if you think about it. It's just we never we get lost in the music of it. We don't think about that. It's about a domestic violence situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then because all of the lights has the interlude, it doesn't feel as dark as it right. could be. But I think that's what makes my beautiful dark twisted fantasy such a amazing album because it's it's dark dark shit. as hell. And all my favorite songs on it are the darkest. Like, it's dark and very political. Yeah, and it's very hedonistic. Like my favorite song on there is gonna make me sound weird. It's hell of a life. Mm. 
because he's wilding the hell out and he's just like on his stuff. What is my favorite song on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy? It's either I mean the whole album, of course, but Gorgeous. The whole album because the guitar solo on Gorgeous is so amazing. Then Power, I never get tired of Power. Love Power, love all the lights. Devil in a new dress. Rick Ross destroyed that. Lost in the world is probably my favorite. Mm. I did love that. I was really depressed during that time. I mean, to be all the way honest, I guess in the last uh, 10 years, I've been really depressed. <laughs> you, been, you didn't had a whole decade of depression. Oh, my God. Like, all right, no lie. 808s and Heartbreak came out on my that's, 20th birthday. That's what started it. And I'm about to be 30. You know, they'll say when um, any kind of mental disorder... Or anything like that. It starts as your early twenties. Yeah, late teens, early twenties. I definitely have depression and anxiety. I haven't gotten fully diagnosed with whatever it is. It's something. It it has to be. I don't. So how do you feel about the album art of everything that has dropped so far from everybody? Daytona, Yay, Kiss, He Ghost. I actually do love it to be honest because Daytona had a, got a lot of got a lot of flack, but a lot of buzz. But you know, like this, I'm gonna be all the way honest. About ninety eight percent of the niggas that were offended by the album didn't know what they were looking at until somebody told them what they were looking at. I definitely at. didn't. I didn't, but I was like, I stand by it, man. Like, there ain't nothing wrong with it. Like, I get the whole like people are like. What if uh, somebody put Dondo on the album? Well, Whitney Houston's body was not laying on a <laughs> on the album cover. Mm-hmm. I could not tell what I was looking at. And honestly, I mean, this could have been any bathroom in right. Hollywood. But um, and then, well, what do you think? Well, I I didn't expect for them to be so different. Mm. I kind of felt like um, because everybody was dropping their albums this summer and because they were all going to be seven piece bodies of work that the the album art was going to be cohesive in some kind of way or there was going to be some kind of motif I'm just so that definitely um, surprised me I appreciate Kissy Ghost album art I think yeah. out of all of them especially because I, I'm not I'm not even gonna try to butcher his name, but the artist that did graduation, he also did that album cover. Okay. And apparently they recorded some stuff in his studio. Like his Ooh. art studio. But I do like that I don't know. I actually like Daytona's album cover the best, to be all the way honest. I wonder why they went with what this because this is like a Japanese or it's because he had worked with that guy before. Okay. Because graduation, the cover, that's the guy who did it. And then he also did the uh, Good Morning video for graduation. Mm-hmm. So, like, they have been frequent uh, collaborators. But I actually do like the Yay album cover. Like, not the joke in the middle, but just the picture. If mm-hmm. he had just done that. Mm-hmm. 
Especially considering that, like, during the Yeezus, uh, movement. Yeah, like, it's just Yeezus movement because that, like, he has a different art direction and everything in every album. But the Yeezus movement, he literally had a mountain in the middle of his stage. And that was the dopest concert I ever been to. But, yeah. So that's still tied in. And then also with, uh, when he performed Power at the BT Awards, he performed on top of the mountain. That's so, one of my favorite performances ever. Now I'm just wondering, so what do mountains mean to Kanye? Does he feel like he's just overcoming mountains? Does he feel like... I think he definitely feels at peace on mountains, and he kind of feels like he's on top of the mountain. That, that is definitely true. And But I also think he sees the danger in being on heights at high. Like, like he has a weird thing with fame. Mm. Like, it's a real, like, the whole, I love Kanye. Like, Kanye loves Kanye is kind of bullshit because you can tell he's deeply in pain. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to fight it off, so he tries to. Overcompensate. Definitely. And so when he does stuff like that, and then when you hear lines like, hard to be humble when you're stunting on a Jumbotron. And then, like, he... He's as complex as any other artist ever. And I... That's why I'm a huge fan. Because he gives a part of you that other people don't. I guess Prince is probably the closest. Because Michael Jackson was always a... It wasn't Mike as the actor. It was Mike as telling what a story mm-hmm. about somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at like Billie Jean or if you look at like Smooth Criminal, it's always Mike is not the actor. Well, on Billie Jean, I guess he kind of is because he's saying the kid is not his son. But even that is more story about the woman. Yeah, It's not about how Mike feels about this. Right. Damn, that shit got deep. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do nothing but cock my head to the side. Um, what else was I was going to say about this album? Uh, but I am ready to see what Nas's is and what Tiana Taylor's is. Because Tiana Taylor will fight Kanye on. I feel like her album is probably going to be outside of pushes. Actually, he's actually let the artists do what they want to do on the albums. Except for Pusha, like when he said he could produce the album better. He delivered. But, I mean, and then with Kid Cudi, that was clearly a Kid Cudi featuring Kanye album. Yeah. But I do think Tiana Taylor, because he owes her this, like, she just stuck by him through all this craziness. 
it's her time. She gonna get whatever album she wants to come out. I kind of wish Cuddy had his own. I just, I want more. <laughs> I don't like seven is just not enough. I, I still think it's perfect. Now, did you see the other thing where Kanye, I don't follow him, but I saw it retweeted on mine. I had to quit following him. It got too real. But uh, he released, well, he uh, talked about the seven deadly sins. Mm. And some people are speculating that that may be what Nas's album is about. Hmm. And that also might be the motivation of Seven. I wonder if, if Nas is going to, in those Seven Daily Sins, is, is if he's going to talk about his alcoholism and... Yeah, and the stuff with the police. And gluttony and the domestic violence and... If he does, that would be the most ambitious Nas project since... I mean, yeah, it'll be equivalent. It'll be equivalent to four, four, four. Yeah. It's also crazy that that came out, but it didn't stay as out there as it should have. What do you mean? Like the whole fact that he was abusive to police and stuff like that—that was out there. But everybody, since Kanye said that he was coming out with an album with Nas, everybody's just been talking about that. Is it just that we just hate women that bad? I think because Nas kind of stays out of the way so much. I think yeah, that does help. But we don't have we don't have anything to to validate, you know, that right. claim. Like we can't be like, oh well, I can see that because you know we always hear about him doing this or you know he always around. And then also the other thing is because he didn't come out and be like do what a lot of these guilty ass parties do be like that bitch lying. He didn't. He just hasn't said anything. Yeah. So. So he hasn't really given attention to it. Right. And the scary thing Which is honestly, I feel like it's smart. Yeah, it is. It's definitely to, very smart because I mean, for one, just to keep people from being. T- too invasive of your life as a celebrity you don't want to give them too much and respond and react to every single thing yeah and then also i guess even on a legal standpoint not saying anything always helps you do have the right to remain silent and sometimes that will keep you out of jail (laughs) that is absolutely true so i mean and the other thing is I don't know. Nas, Nas has an image of himself that's not necessarily always true. That he's like this deep spitter and who's a conscious intellectual. Mm-hmm. Like, the more you study like Nas, you'll be like, yeah, that's not true. <laughs> like, wait, what was it? I know I can. He spit so many... Uh, verses that don't like we talked about Alexander the Great shooting off the nose of the Sphinx mm-hmm. that, that didn't happen wait what like uh yeah we said I can't remember the exact line but he's talking about where Alexander the Great uh shot a cannon and shot the nose off the Sphinx you know like how the Sphinx doesn't have a nose yeah 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 I mean, that was a common urban legend, but it's not true. 
No, I didn't know that. So was he trying to back that up, or was he just like he was on? It was on some mini hotel shit. Like to be honest. But I do Illmatic is my favorite rap album Illmatic is one of my favorite albums ever I think it's one of a lot of people's favorite Like Illmatic is Yeah I mean Illmatic is also one of those albums To where people that don't listen to rap Be like well I do like Illmatic Or I have Illmatic (laughs) Like the top five of that is like Reasonable Doubt Mm Jay-Z Illmatic Any Kanye album Somebody at least has one Kanye album uh, it used to be Public Enemy. Uh, it takes a nation of millions. I didn't get into a public Public Enemy like that. Now, if you listen to Public Enemy, you're like, yo, I understand. And then NWA, Straight Outta Compton. Like those are like the five, and then of course. Some people's favorite hip hop artists of all time, Marshall Mathers. (laughs) Hey, man. Sometimes you gotta shoot your shots. You, you never seem know. like the type that'll go with it. Explain why. I just want to hear this. I feel like Nikki likes. Well, for one, she she likes rappers. Definitely, That's, she has a she history has that type. of dating rappers. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like she likes the the bad boy. Let me fix you. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a let me fix you moment. Eminem got money and plenty of success. You know, bad bitches can't settle for. Her. But at the end of the day, like, and this is gonna sound bad. I might edit this out. <laughs> Eminem is an old white man. Yep, he is. And I don't know how I feel. About <laughs> and it's not even like the old like it's like the Beastie Boys. They're old and they're white. But they're not like old white dude. Mm. Eminem is becoming an old white man. Is he? Is he Kid Rock yet? Kid? No, I I wouldn't put him. I wouldn't put that on him. Kid Rock is old white man to me. Yeah. At this point. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Bubba Sparks after he got the Bubba Sparks? They lost weight. Went to he ate. We're looking for Miss New Booty no more. He found him a, a vanilla uh, princess. No, no. And Bubba Sparks don't look like an old rapper no more. He like Sparks. He like he owned a landscaping company or <laughs> he wearing button downs and shit. Yeah. <laughs> button down Billy. <laughs> Damn. He like wearing them short shorts. Maybe he realized, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm, look, music it's your world, wasn't going to be his life. It's your world, man. Whatever make you happy. I mean, but he had like one, two hits. And he had a pretty good album, though. That Deliverance album. I remember album an album. Like, he could spit, to be honest. 
I literally remember booty rocking everywhere, and that was it. I hate that song. I hate any song really that has booty, <laughs> like in the title or reverse. Like I, I love back that ass up, but that's just because that's a bounce song. But favorite uh, white rapper of all time, Paul Wall. Really, I love Paul Wall. Like if you listen to Drive Slow, he destroys that, and then. On Chunk of Deuce, he has the best verse on that song. I can I can see that. I think my favorite white rapper would be Mac Miller on Blue Slide Park. I just want to turn this <laughs> microphone off and just walk out the door. I like Blue Slide Park. You like Blue Slide Park? That's the album you went with? I like Blue Slide Park. That's his worst album. That came out when we were in college. Yeah. It was the thing when we were in college. It, it was, was. It was going. But his first mixtape, the one, uh, Kids, I love that mixtape. And then, what's it? Macadelic. I didn't like Macadelic. Best Day Ever. I did love Best Day Ever. I like Day Best ever. Day Ever. But Blue Slide Park, I didn't like Blue Slide Park. But when he started doing this stuff with uh, the internet, that's when I was like, all right. Because he was so young when he first started. But, yeah, he lost me for a little bit. Apparently his ex done got engaged already. What is her type? (laughs) Like, all right. Because I've been thinking about this. She might not have one. Like, I think at first her type would... Like I've known girls like this. They it's they kinda, like they, they, they kind of like, the they place. like urban guys, mm. meaning that they can go from black guys to white guys that act like. Mm. Pete Davidson, I thought was mixed for the longest time. I thought he was white. Like when he was, like when he was first started doing comedy. Why'd you think he was white or mixed? He has some ambiguous uh, features. Mm. Like if you look at him, and then like even even on Breakfast Club they asked him about it and I was thinking I always thought he was mixed too and then plus he was so into the, like the culture of hip hop that it wasn't like fake. You gotta look him up. And then, Pete you know, Davidson. But yeah, they have been they are engaged. How bad does Mac Miller feel? Right? Like if you broke up with somebody and then a month later they're with somebody else. Not just with somebody else. They got matching tattoos and engaged. Damn, this is a big ass ring, of course. Read that's that Saturday Night Live money. Sheesh. Pete Davidson. American actor. And you know who he used to date? Up to he like looks, last year. He looks mixed when his hair is low. That's what I'm saying. Like, he always used to keep his hair low and wear a hat. So mm-hmm. I always thought he was just mixed. And his hair is longer. Uh, a quadru. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Sam talked about that last night. What'd she say? We were talking about octoroons and shit like that. Because she went to the um, Montgomery. <sighs> Don't have me screw it up. The lynching museum? 
Or the Civil Rights the, one. The, the Civil Rights one. That's actually a very good museum. It's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. We were talking about stuff like that. When I was uh, thought I was going to go to Alabama State, we went there. And then I went to Alabama State. To... Wait, no, 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 no. It was the lynching one. Oh. Yeah, it was the lynching one. Because I watched all her snaps about it, too. And it was basically, she was just taking pictures of, like. I don't think I'm ready to go. Dude, I was tearing up just reading the shit. Just to see what black people got killed for back in the day. Yeah. Like, and then that's, that's the other thing Like that shit is right Shit what black people get killed for now I, don't, I can't even act like we are so far removed from it but. True Like the violence aspect is what Like when people say though Why didn't they rise up It's cause people got killed Yep Exactly Revolting meant death <laughs> We are all over the place yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me pause this shit <laughs> All right, dating 2K18. It's a motherfucking struggle out here, and I know it can't just be for me. You have no idea how sad my dating life is. <laughs> when your dating life is, you be in the house all the time. So you don't, you ain't shooting your shots. I mean, it's this one girl I always shoot my shot with. Who? Next question. Um, God damn, even in jokes, you shoot me down. This is some fucked up ass shit. <laughs> um, so it's just gotten to the point where. I'm just not even sure um, what what dating is. Like, I have to question what dating is. Why? Because I feel like it's... So, we. I, I think I have an expectation for what it's supposed to be. And then <laughs> when I try to immerse myself in it, it's not what I expect it to be. Okay, I guess... What is your idea of a date? I guess just go like that. Um, my idea of a date is nothing extravagant. Like somebody plans something and we do it. We hang out and that's it. It doesn't have to be like we're going to this five star restaurant and then we're going to this extravagant orchestra. What it, like it doesn't have to be. You know that two hundred dollar date thing. If it's not expensive, it ain't a date. Like it doesn't have to be like that. That's one of the great tragedies of Twitter. It's the right. idea of a two hundred dollar date. Right. So, so, have we been on a date before? <laughs> no. <laughs> Once again, I just feel like this turning this equipment off, and just walking out the door, go home. I know we have not. Sorry. Mm. But all right. So a date. All right. So what is your idea of dating somebody, I guess? My idea of dating someone is basically spending time with each other consistently um, so that there's there's opportunity for both people to learn each other, get to know each other. And then if a connection develops out of that, then that's when you move on to a relationship. So dating to me doesn't have to be like an exclusive thing. 
I feel like dating is the very like beginning stages of it's the foundation. But that's like that's the other thing, I guess. Like uh, everybody's ideas of how relationships and dating is is kind of subjective. So like, I'm just gonna speak for me. Like I wouldn't say I'm dating somebody if I went on several dates with that person. Yeah, no, 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 no. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say go. Like, so different people have different definitions for what dating is right. too. Like, like the officiality of dating. Like some people say that two people who are in a relationship are dating. That, that's, I guess, more my definition. Dating to me is getting to know people. There's no, there's no title. There's no, there's no officiality at all. Right. Now, when you're with somebody, that's, that's no longer dating. That's exclusive. That's a relationship. That's commitment. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Questions that need answers. Um, What is commitment? But you know, I just be out here shooting my shot and getting shot down. (laughs) All the time. Let's not act like you ain't shooting down motherfuckers either. I mean, that's true, but it's part of the game, bro. Clearly, it's just it, it's gotten to the point where I've been on apps, and apps are shit. What is uh, your go-to dating app? Bumble. <laughs> Bumble. Man, I'm so glad I didn't say what I was about to say. Bumble. Uh. <laughs> Why Bumble? What is Bumble? Uh, the, I guess, what is the tagline for Bumble? Like, so, Bumble is it's a typical swipe right, swipe left type app. But when a match is made, the girls have to message first. So it's like you know the Sadie Hawkins <laughs> style of Tinder. Um, Here's a peek into my dating life. <laughs> Haven't got one hit on Bumble. <laughs> have you had matches? I know you've had some matches. No, I really haven't. Zero matches. I like. I don't. How get, often do you get on there? Like, I not for real. I only get matches on Tinder though. I get like very few matches on Tinder. Mm. Yeah. I don't like Tinder. Isn't it exactly like Bumble? Tinder feels young to me. Other than girls um, having to message first. And on Bumble, so if you do match and no one messages um, back, then the match will expire. So if I match with somebody and then I message them and they don't message me back. I... I kind of want to just play this and shit right now since we together we just go like I just want to see <laughs> what my experience is like compared to your experience I'm not on it anymore I haven't been on it in a while just because it's, it's just it hasn't done anything other than made me sad made you sad shit imagine having my life <laughs> you, you gonna be good though like I'm just you at least go out. You have the chance to meet somebody. Well, you got to go out. 
Yeah, but if if meeting somebody is what you're trying to do, I would I would like to meet somebody. It's just that I don't. I kind of don't like to put yourself out there. It's not even that. It's just I'm just not. So if I'll just wait for the. I don't believe in like the one. Mm. I believe there are several people that according to whatever time period in your life that there might be the one for that time. Now you could grow and they they could become your soulmate, but I don't believe in I'm not meeting the one, therefore my life is unfulfilled. Then plus I have like I'm so like busy right now. I really don't have like to be all the way honest, I really don't have time for That's valid. To put in the time for a uh, relationship unless I knew that person. Like, if I met somebody tomorrow, it would take years for me to get to know them before I could be like, yo. I feel like... I feel like I'm... I have been ready for a relationship for a while. So, I don't care how busy I am, I'll make time for it. Mm. Must be nice to have motivation. (laughs) (laughs) You make make time for what you want. Like, I mean, if I met the right person, I would. It's just, it's a lot of, I think I'm on social media too much. Because I see a lot of crazy shit. I'm just like, so that's what's going on in the world outside my apartment. (laughs) This place is it's almost like have you ever seen that terrible movie from the nineties blast from the past? Yes. Where like he goes out and he thinks like the nuclear holocaust has happened <laughs> and he's he's just experiencing nineties life and he's just like, This place is like what in the world is going on out here? I have to find somebody and bring them back where it's safe with me. That's kinda how I feel like dating. I see like just nonsense non-stop on TV and then all the people I know that are in relationships are so like they, even when they got together they were so like at peace mm-hmm. and they found that person and it was just like so maybe this shit does exist and I'm out here living in the land of the lost and it's just like yo yeah so am I. I, I. I'm like on the fence a lot. Like I feel like I feel like there can be, you know, real connections made, but at the same time, I'm very skeptical. You're skeptical of what? Uh, just the way people's mindsets are when it comes to relationships I don't I don't feel like anyone is is in relationships for happiness or in relationships because they have met someone that they feel like they can grow with I feel like it at, at a certain point it's almost convenience people stay in relationships because they don't want to be alone or yeah, I'm saying play devil's advocate. Isn't that the same reasons that we want to be in relationships? Because we don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't say that because yes and no. And I'll say that because I've been single for a long ass time. So I've come, I've gotten to the point where I have been okay with being alone. But because I've been single for so long, you get to a point where you get tired of it at the same time. But I'm not looking for a relationship just because I'm tired of being alone. Like I actually want to give love and to receive love from somebody. And I want to have like a person that I can connect with and and be myself with like a true ride or die best friend type situation. I feel you. So, but I'm not the type where I have to have somebody or else I'll go crazy. Like I know people who get out of long term relationships and they're in a new relationship within a couple weeks or a couple months. I never understood that type of like, I need time to mourn the end of a relationship. You need time to heal, right? And I, I don't need. I need time so I won't put my past relationship on somebody else. Like that's. I think that's actually probably my biggest problem. Like when I like fully decide I'm gonna be with somebody or I want to be with somebody, I only focus on that one person. Yeah. And then when things fizzle out or whatever, I'm like, <laughs> I ain't talking to nobody for at least a year or two. Yeah, and people people being able to get out of like such long, extensive relationships and jump into another is the proof of what I just said about people just not knowing how to be alone and people staying in relationships for longer than they're supposed to, like beating a dead horse. Nurturing, trying to nurture a dead flower. You can't. (laughs) And I think part of it is like, because for one, both our parents are still together. Yeah. Which is rare in itself. Yeah, it really is. But, so I think we have a different mindset of what uh, makes a couple in a relationship because we're looking at successful relationships. Right. (laughs) Like, to be all the way honest. But we're also looking at successful relationships that came out of the 70s. Right, but I also think like definitely our parents are the last of that generation mm-hmm. to where you fight through certain stuff. Like my mom got married when she was she was just turned eighteen. My dad was twenty one. By the time my dad was twenty nine, he had three children under the age of eight. So. Like, it was a different time then. Mm-hmm. And back then, it was like, you get somebody pregnant or something, you stay with the girl and y'all raise y'all kids, and you don't, like, that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I'm looking at it a little different than what a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. also I also saw them struggle and do things because they got married so young. But now, it's like, it's sappy as hell. Like, just being around them, you're just like, ugh, y'all are nasty. <laughs> Why are y'all, like, just, like, oh, I can't remember what I did, but I spent the night at my parents' house for some reason. I can't remember why. It might have been around, like, the holidays. And they were just sitting in there, like, just watching Hallmark movies, and my dad was enjoying the Hallmark movies, and I was like... That's real shit. I was like, this... <laughs> <laughs> Ew, what do y'all? And then, like, uh, 
my dad was just lay, like laying his head in her lap. I was like, this is some wild, like, because when I grew up, they weren't like that. Yeah. So I guess now that they're home alone, they're more free. Yeah. And it's weird. It's cute at times. <laughs> Please do not. Ever, oh my God. Empty nest syndrome. My sister implied something about that, and I wanted to slap her. Oof. Like, I was like, do not talk about my mother like that. Great. But yeah, I, um, my parents got married when they were 24, had me when they were 26, had my sister when they were 33. Damn, y'all the Hustables, ain't you? <laughs> A lot of people say that. <laughs> A lot of people say that. But no. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, my mom has always taught me that, I mean, both of my parents, but my mom especially has taught me that um, in relationships, men are not to be so dependent on women. So don't ever, you know, she basically was always telling me like, don't ever be out here, you know, taking niggas places and, and always giving them money and, and picking them up on day like a man is supposed to come to you and a man is supposed to make time for you and and I sh- I should have listened to her <laughs> because in my younger days I was out here doing dumb shit for these Please boys. tell me you weren't that girl get dropped off at her job by a dude who don't have a job. My last Bumble experience which is why I deleted Bumble. <laughs> I matched with this dude and his profile said that, you know, he's not looking for anything serious. He just wants to be friends. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Like, you we bought can, that? We can, we can start it. <laughs> you know, whatever. Let's see where it goes. So I matched. I said, what's up? He um, gives me his number. He's like, yeah, I don't like to, you know, spend a whole, t- whole lot of time messaging on here. So here's my number. Whatever. So we're texting. And he's like, I feel like we should meet up and it was a Wednesday night I remember it I had to close at the mall so I didn't get off until nine and he was like hey I'm gonna be you know working out after work tonight um is it cool if we hang out if we meet up and I'm like well I don't get off until nine he's like yeah that's gonna be about the time I get out of the gym and I'm thinking like he must live near the gym like is he gonna go home and shower or what's happening here do you know that he asked me to meet him in the parking lot of his gym instead of like at a bar or at a coffee shop because his excuse was (laughs) his excuse was he was gonna be broke until Friday because he had just paid child support and I'm just like completely blown i'm like number one tmi i don't need to know that you broke or why you broke it it, this early on in the game (laughs) uh that's number one number two we still could have gone to sit at a bar or sit inside of somewhere hell 
but in the parking lot, and it was literally <laughs> the worst shit ever. I just pictured the whole like. It's gonna be a lot of references in this episode, but you know, in half baked when he's on the date and he only got like ten dollars, <laughs> and he had to do all the cheap stuff because he ain't got no money. But my thing is, is number one, why couldn't you just wait until you had some money that that you could go somewhere? We didn't have to. Like he was so eager to meet. He thirsty. I was like, wow. So we spent an hour in the parking lot. Wait, 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 wait. You went met him I in went, the parking I lot? I went and met him in the parking lot. I said, this this dude is eager as hell. Let's see what's up. Don't, now, don't get me wrong. I was reluctant as hell. <laughs> reluctant as fuck. I was actually kind of pissed, but I was like, you know, maybe I need to change my ways because everyone always says I'm so, you know, hard and militant and this, that, and the other. Like, let me just let me just go with the flow and be laid back. So I met him in the parking lot. I kind of want to pause this and go get Wendy because y'all got some similar. Like, <laughs> we we spent an hour in the parking lot. And do you know, 45 minutes of that hour was him talking about his ex-wives and how he. Um, literally had just gone through a divorce like probably the divorce wasn't any older than a month he bubbled up a therapist (laughs) so you know the 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 whole time the time that led up to us meeting in this parking lot he had already sent me a dick pic so I said, what's going on here? Like, I thought you were just looking for friends. And he was like, oh, maybe I need to change my 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 um, my profile. And I was like, yeah, maybe you do. Um, <laughs> all right. I have several questions. Um, <laughs> but so <what? laughs> how, I want to know. This is how I know that men are physically and emotionally needed, because how how are you fresh out of a fucking divorce and you think you're ready to date? Because we think we'll just we'll just do the shit and we'll get through. We'll get through with it. It'll be all right. No, he, he what what it was was he <laughs> was looking for is. some ass to Hey we sometimes to, some guys think that that's the best way. He was looking for some ass and he thought that that was gonna be what helped him out and I was like No. Uh, Alright. I got several questions. Uh one, uh did you? Did he tell you he didn't have the have money until payday before you went or after you went? Before. Okay. It's like choosing a you choose your adventure. All right. Now that you answered that one, uh, so he sent you a dick pic before you got there. Yes, he did. And, all right. You still decided to go. Um. Question is, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> I told you. I said I was. I was trying to do something. Different. Why do Why do women always do that on like the worst? Like somebody that runs all their red lights, but not somebody that runs like one red light. You get tired of people being like, "Oh, you single because you picky," and you. And I'm like, okay, well, let me just entertain all this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I feel like this is set up. Like, all right. I get run like if you like man, all right, I need to change up some things. Like maybe I am being too picky. I understand that. But to run all red lights instead of one red light. Running one red light 
you might survive. Running all red lights, you ain't gonna survive. I ran all the red lights. So there, there's a plot twist. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay. So he's asking me, you know, what I'm doing on Bumble and why I'm single and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, literally, it's because men like you like to send me their dicks less than 24 hours within us talking and I'm already turned off. And he's all, oh, you know, don't don't act like you didn't like it. Don't act like And I'm just like, please chill. <laughs> um, plot twist is, is one of my coworkers is also on Bumble. She matched with him, too. Literally, he was feeding her all the same shit. That means somebody is... Somebody is falling for this shit. Somebody, no, I don't think anybody has. Um, so, no, man, you don't keep going to say, well, unless, <laughs> like, there's water down there. <laughs> so after, she tells me that she matched with him and, and he was feeding her all the same shit. And I was like, ooh, we should just fuck with his head. And I was like, I, you know what? It's not even worth it. So after the, the hour in the parking lot, I leave. Um, and he texts me and he was like, oh, I wanted to kiss you so bad. And I was like, it was not that kind of a connection at all, at all. Um, and then that was it. So I didn't text him the next day. I didn't hear from him the next day. I wasn't interested. At that point, I was done. So he texts me two days later and he says, hey, question mark. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is the question mark for? Like that's literally what I said. I said, what is the question mark for? He was like, I don't know. We met two days ago and I haven't heard from you since. And I was like, I work. You could have reached out to me though. Like, why were you waiting on me to reach out to you? So he was like, okay, you know, I get it. Touche. That was the end of that conversation. How do you spell touche? I just, I just want to test to see. He spelled it correctly. Accent and all. Anyway. So two more days go by. Nothing. So he texts me again and he says, seriously, question mark. So I'm like, are you upset again that I'm not chasing after you? And I told him, I said, look, I've had my days of chasing after dudes. I'm not doing that anymore. If you want to speak to me, then speak to me. If you want to pursue me, pursue me. But don't don't expect me to be kissing you. I already met you in this fucking rinky dink ass gym parking lot. Because yeah. your broke ass couldn't afford to go sit down nowhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. Now you expecting me to run up behind you and you ain't bought me shit? The fuck? So, men are... I, I feel like more men need to start getting in tune with their emotions. And I know that's nothing new. Literally, women have been saying that for years, but... Men really need to realize that they are just as emotionally and physically needy as women are. I and mean, we definitely are. But you know what? Like, I hate to be this guy. <laughs> but I'm going to be this guy for a second. Be that guy. Um, what the f- I had been on Bumble for like a year at that point. And yeah, that was honestly up. the first person that I actually successfully met up with. Everybody else chickened out. Yeah, bubble. yeah, that's why I gave up on bubble. That's why I gave up on it. But I mean, 
Yeah, I wouldn't have been on that thing for a year. I was straight on that shit for like two weeks. And I was like, well, I was I got on no it hits. for a year, but I wasn't active on it for a couple of months at a time every now and then. Like when I realized that the girl, this is literally, I can't remember who it was the person that told me, but they were like, yeah, Bumble is like where they were like, these wannabe sorority girls get on trying to find them a husband for uh, being quick. Like, like it happening all quick and shit. They told me that, like, after... I was like, what the hell is Bumble? And so they told me that. They were like, it's Tinder, except for it's more serious relationships and all this other stuff. Yeah, everybody told me it was the grown-up Tinder. And I was like, oh, all right. No. Like... touch with their emotions and their thoughts and their feelings and all the other things but women gotta start holding men accountable like that's all the way real this is true and I definitely um, got in his ass so the second day when he sent me that seriously message I wonder if I still have the screenshot cause you know bitches love screenshots <laughs> Yeah, they fucked the game up when they made the screenshot. Like, that's like the, uh, what's it called? The the Twitch in the Matrix. The screenshot. Got the screenshot right here. So he said, seriously, question mark, LOL. I'm trying. So I said, seriously, what? I said, I'm not sure what else to say. I expressed my concern about your very recent divorce. On top of that, <laughs> on top of that, I don't really get the feeling that you're looking for anything real and that you are more so trying to fill a sexual void. Also, my friend Kayla, who was on Bumble, uh, said you added her on Snap and you've already sent nudes to her too, which kind of confirms the conclusion I came to. So I think we should just leave this where it's at. Good luck, though. <laughs> you good, love. Enjoy. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. All right, it's so much going on right now. Like, you blew my mind with that shit. And you know what I hate? I really hate, and this is why, like, I, this is why, number one, I try to break stereotypes as a woman, but I also just hate when anybody ever puts me in a box because everyone always says, oh, you know, you're this and you're that. You shouldn't be struggling in this department. And you should, and I'm just like, why? You shouldn't, know. But, like, that was a peek into a very bad decision. I'm out here. That that is literally that. I guess that lets you know the level of fuckery. Yes, <laughs> that I experience when I put myself out there and try. Yeah, that's yeah. This sit, yeah, this sit and just chill. <laughs> like that's that's bad. Don't don't put yourself up. Like mm, I'm one of them dudes. I be getting so discouraged when like I don't even be trying to run game. I think. That's also why I don't get me dates. 
I'm just like, I'm not good at small talk. I'm not either. I'm good at like more like. I want to know who you are and what you believe in and what you think about shit that's going on. Like, I'm not finna just ask you how your day is. Yeah. How's the weather? <laughs> Enjoying the sunshine today? You know, we're supposed to get a lot of rain this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. I don't like small talk. <laughs> be like, what are your ideas of geopolitics and how uh, North Korea is trying to fuck the shit all the way up? <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't know what I'm talking about, huh? Like, so how do you feel about Flint going um, more than 1,200 days without clean water? Didn't know about that? <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> but yeah. I, just, I think that goes back to like, we are low-key bougie as hell. Maybe. Or just intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this was a visual medium just for that moment. <laughs> was perfect but <laughs> got a diva in the house <laughs> three snaps and a mm. uh, uh, uh. <laughs> but yeah not here for small talk i'm not here for but why entertain the bullshit like i'm like this how i am like when i don't know why but when because somebody is like trying to do small talk with me but uh, this is this is not gonna go well uh, let me just uh yeah, let me just not respond. Because I said when you get to a certain point where you're literally just like trying and trying and hoping that something sticks or something is different, you run into shit like that. But changing up your approach is one thing, but changing up your approach for the worst, that never works for anybody. I don't know what's for the worst. You ran multiple red lights, ma'am. In my mind, it was not. I was just like, okay. in my defense, your honor. In my mind, like literally in my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna do the opposite of everything that my gut is telling me to do, is and and we're gonna see if my outcome is different. And it was not. All right, what like if I, if yet this is the other question I, I thought about when you said you wanted to talk about this. What is like your type and i don't I mean like knew that was gonna be the no next like not like your physical type but like what are the things that like the things that you're attracted to like as far as with a companion i like creative types i like funny um intelligent <laughs> um Good work ethic. All right, you know where you're going wrong. You're attracted to all the worthless ass motherfuckers. <laughs> you want a creative, uh, <laughs> intelligent, funny dude. Those are the dudes getting all. <laughs> so you tell me I have to go for dudes that nobody wants. No, I did not say that. The fact that you thought that I said that. You said those are dudes getting all the play. I, that's a, that's just a fact. So, and you said that's the worst kind of dude. So, yeah. to draw a conclusion, the best kind of dude would be the opposite? No. that No. I do not deal in black and whites like that, Kim. Okay. I am a Explain gray yourself. scale person. Explain yourself, young man. You got, you got to pick and choose which, which type of traits that you would like. I just did. All of those traits together make a very narcissistic person. 
So then I'll, let's just stick with the creative. That could go multiple ways. Be creative in many ways. I'm not looking at that, but I'm saying like that whole package, that's literally like with the world that we live in and the way guys are the way guys are just assholes and shit like that. Those are the dudes getting literally golly wind blowing. I'm literally checking my radar right now because the way these trees is rocking. But yeah, the way that those guys are are I'm not even saying like you aiming too hard or nothing because you you're a total package. It's just I literally don't think that I had like I'm not I'm not the girl that's like okay so this is my type I want like button down crisp clean like I'm not that type I I can literally be physically attracted to a lot of different types of people but I can also be attracted to a lot of different types of personalities so. And then it also might be just be a thing that you're attracted to assholes. It happens. Yeah. I mean, I mean that that this just might be who, yeah. how it is. Wolves in sheep's clothing. Just typically yeah. uh, how it goes for me. I don't know what my type is. It's because you don't date enough. Like I, I don't know. True, but <laughs> like I'm trying to fight it. It's like I don't want it to seem like I just go home and I don't go out in the world, even though that's exactly what I do. But uh, I've—I mean, I've dated several types of girls. Just I just—I had a lot of really bad experiences that just put me in a situation to where I'm just like, man, like it's hard for me to trust people. Like, to be all the way honest, that's just really what it is. I feel like that's where I've gotten Because people know that, like, like when I go in, I give up my all. Which was a lot of problems when I was younger because I didn't understand, like, misogyny and <laughs> simple things like that that make a terrible person. So, but also now, I, I, a lot of women abuse me. How? Because they know that, like, for like emotional support. Definitely that. Definitely emotional support. That's happened to me as well. <laughs> I feel like we're fighting the elephant in the room, Kim. Mm-mm, we are definitely not. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yo, one of these days this should go work, bro. <laughs> No, but yeah, I've definitely been uh, used for that. And I've also been used for just, I don't know. I don't think I've ever been in love, to be all the way honest. Not a healthy situation or like a healthy relationship with love. Do you believe in love at first sight? Fuck no. Really? I really don't. I do. Do you really? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you can love somebody if you don't know certain things about them. Hmm, I'm weird like that. I feel like you can you can I mean I feel somebody's aura. aura. 
It was orange. It was his aura. <laughs> like I feel like you can I feel like you can genuinely truly be attracted to somebody's energy immediately. I don't know. And right. if it's mutual. Maybe that's also why I've never I don't believe in it because it's never happened to me. It's never happened to me either. <laughs> the fuck you believing in it for then? Because I'm a hopeless. Mm-mm-mm. I have a penny too. in a hole. A penny with a hole. In it. <laughs> Literally, I still have hope even after all these shitty motherfuckers. I mean, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like. Because I don't believe everybody is the same. I, I hate when people put me in a box and I'm not going to. I don't. I don't. I hope I never get to the point where I'm one of those women that are just like super bitter and are like niggas ain't shit and just writes men off for the rest of their lives. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be closed off. That's, that sounds like a miserable life. It also sounds like it might cause wrinkles. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to avoid that. <laughs> That bitter By shit. Any means. <laughs> that bitter shit don't sound cute. No. So. I I don't know. I think you'll figure it out. It just That's what everyone keeps saying. I'm just gonna take this little shot of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> shit got too This deep. shit got dark as hell. <laughs> Kids are seeing ghosts right now. <laughs> So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. You can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.